You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 030. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, love, bud. Hey, beautiful. How are you? I'm really good. How about you? I'm so good. I feel like we've just had the such an awesome weekend. We really have had a good weekend. It's been a lot of fun. We finally got the, our little tree house. We, we love to call our, our condo a tree house because it's five <laughs> levels and it just goes straight up. Lots of stairs. Lots of stairs. But we got the tree house decorated for Christmas. Yes. It looks so cute. So nice. It's so fun. I love love this time of year. Yeah. It's a good time of year. You know? I and I just love when it's like kind of dark in the house, but just the the Christmas, Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so cute. much fun. So of course we have to have our eggnog and brandy, mm-hmm. and you know we don't do anything that doesn't involve alcohol, pretty you, much. If you got, you got to start the holidays off right. Right. I mean, even Mister right now, Mister Smith has a whiskey. So that's right. That's how we do. <laughs> Self help and alcohol. That's what this show is all about. <laughs> what was that thing you saw? Like alcohol never solved solved any problems, but neither does milk. N- but neither does milk. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, so obviously that argument is really strong, but I posted a a poster on your Facebook page the other day that said it was one of those, like some e-card, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was, I'm really concerned that we're not saving enough for our retirement alcohol. (laughs) I know. I saw that. It's amazing. We're really not that crazy of luscious. What you don't, what you don't know is I've been secretly stashing it. I've got a hidden cache of Jim Beam. Oh, do you? <laughs> Jim Beam. Ew. Oh, my God. Johnny Walker Blue Label. Can I get the double black label, please? Double black. That Everyone's a, like, I thought one. this was a fucking self-help show. Yeah, right? <laughs> Went off on alcohol. We're really not that... We're really not... No, what it, <laughs> what it is is that we record the podcast a lot of times on the weekends. Right. And a lot of times we're just chilling, having alcohol on the weekends, you know, not really very often during the week, but so I think that's why that always happens. But so if you're new to the show, just a little a little uh, disclaimer on how we operate. Typically, we will jump back and forth between life topics and love topics. And so this week we are talking relationships and we're going to discuss what I have termed the mediocrity epidemic, five reasons why your relationship is just okay or maybe kind of sucks all right so we're gonna dig into that and hopefully you'll be able to get some clarity around what your situation is but prior to that we always like to you know warm up the mics and gotta warm it up and just we need to get you know yeah it's like especially with this chilly weather it's like freezing you have to do it you have to do a warm-up first that's right. And then you gotta, gotta get the joints loose. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta stretch it yeah. out. Gotta shake off the nerves. Yeah, no, but you're right. It, it has been so cold, and we're in Southern California, so we're kind of like pussies when it comes to this shit. We're like, draws, what is this? It draws below 60s, and everybody's got parkas and Uggs on. I know, and we're well, we're used to 
being able to shop for a Christmas tree with your sh- like shorts, right? You know, like snow. We had to spray sure. snow onto our tree <laughs> this year, and it actually that's just Southern looks, California snow right there. But here's the funny thing: is we were. <laughs> Where the can of fake spray snow for our Christmas tree is almost gone. It was like from a previous year. So now our tree just looks ashy. Like it just needs like moisturizer. <laughs> it's got a nice spritzing of frosting on it. Come oh, on. Flocking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Consider it's, yourself flocked. It's a little bit of an epic fail. It really is not. Our Christmas tree looks great. No, it looks really good, but it does look a little dry. (laughs) (laughs) Can't please this woman. Like, just a little bit of snow. So I sprayed a little bit, and now it's ashy. (laughs) Okay. So that pretty much sums up how we decorate. It's pretty much, (laughs) he is my lackey and runs around and hangs everything in the precise spot. And I think you will purposely put things just slightly askew to see if I will come and straighten it. Yeah, I do. Have I And I'll have like I done watch it? you. I'll, oh, yeah, indefinitely. No, no, I did I did that. Yeah, Poinsettia. But, sure, but there's always something that I'm like, oh, I'm going to move this a little bit and see if she notices. And of course I do. Yeah. It's really hard for me. I'm control freak. A total control freak. And I really have been trying to let go of that. I, but it's fun for me to <laughs> go around and just move things around and then watch you go over and put it back. It's hilarious. <laughs> because in my mind, I would like to think it accidentally got moved. <laughs> oh, let me just, I'm just going to straighten up the house real quick here. <laughs> and no, it's really you just fucking with me. Yeah. Like, but I don't want you to see, you know, make it sound like you're the rain man. You're not like you know no. sitting there bobbing your head and saying wapner at five no no i'm definitely yeah not. wapner <laughs> yeah just wapner at five o'clock yeah. stop it no i'm really not that bad but i i do have to You're really particular. i have to diligently work at re- relinquishing control yeah you know yep. and it's it's something that like adds to my life in a lot of ways i think it's the reason why i get a lot of shit done that's exactly but right. it also crosses that line where it hinders me so sure. so i work on that you know it's knowing that it's an issue is the first step in that's right so. just like anyway. a mediocre relationship oh nice segue yeah, yeah that's why i keep you around mr smith <laughs> that's what i'm on the show for right there <laughs> so let's yeah let's let's jump into this just made my check Yep, you are paying your own way, baby. That's right. All right, so let's talk about this because I really feel like there is, I call it an epidemic, a mediocrity epidemic. And really what that means is that I see, I don't see a ton of couples who are in really toxic relationships. You know, I'll see that here and there. You know, I don't know a ton of people that are in really, really egregious, uh, toxic horrible relationships in your work you don't see that no and i also don't see an overwhelming amount of people who are really sublimely happy with their soulmate what i see a shit ton of is a bunch of settling middle a bunch of just eh, just okay just getting by not really very bad interesting so that's what Mm. i kind of want to talk about because i think there's this huge middle ground of people who, you know, where does that leave you? You know, mm-hmm. how it's, things aren't really thrilling. They're not very intense. You don't really light each other up that much. 
you know, you're just kind of doing okay. Going through the motions. Going through the motions. But there might be some stuff going on in your relationship if you just start owning some shit that could really help catapult you into a thriving, amazing, fulfilling relationship. In fact, we were just uh, talking to a couple last night. We were at a tamale party. That was so fun. Check us out how festive we are. That got me in the spirit. It really was great, wasn't it? It was. It was fun. And we were talking to this couple. And, of course, we're promoting our show. And we're like, check us out on the Joy Junkie show. And they were asking us, what is, what's the key? You know, because we said we've been together for 16 years. We're super happy. We've never been on the rocks. We've never been, you know, one foot out the door or nothing like that. We've had some amazingly horrible things happen to us yeah. over the course of that time. But we've we've always been really solid. And so, you know, they were asking, well, what's the key? What's the tip? And we both were kind of sharing our thoughts on it. So I really do think that, and we've talked about this in, in other episodes, but I really do think that most people, if you're out there and your relationship is just kind of ho-hum okay, you want to know, what can I do to actually make it thriving and intense and beautiful and amazing? Right. So, so let's look at what are the things that maybe you can take ownership of or might be able to shift in order to create a relationship in which you really thrive. That's awesome. So here's five things. Five. Five things. You know I love like lists and That's right. It just it just helps organize things a little bit more. Number one. Number one. On the ones and twos. Oh no, <laughs> shit. I don't want to get you started because then you Don't might. get me started because the white rapper will come out. <laughs> the plain white rapper will make a presence. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So First thing, everything, this is, these are signs that your relationship is kind of sucky. Okay. Number one, everything else is more important than your relationship. So this is not necessarily about your mindset and what you say. Like, oh no, I love my spouse. No, he is my soulmate. No, this is about your actions. This is about your behavior. So look at your day in and day out life. What is do you make more important than your relationships? I mean, name it seriously. Kids, work, friends, family, social life, what even leisure, like Xbox, fucking sports, internet. Well, even like uh, a, a lot of people will be excited to go on a trip without their significant other. Mm. You know, that, that's what that guy was talking about last night. Like he knows people that are really excited to go on a trip with a, like a boy's trip or, you know, not that boy's trips aren't good for you, but... That that's their way of like getting away from their spouse is when they can go somewhere without them. Well, that's a really good point too. And that's something for people to look at is uh, do you easily put your relationship on the back burner because you don't even want to deal with it? You don't want to be around that person. You don't mm. want to. It's not all that important to you. Um, that's probably really telling if you would rather be doing all these other things than hanging out with your spouse. You know, if you're avoiding. Right. Very telling. So it doesn't matter really at all what you're putting above your relationship. And a lot of times it'll sneak up on us. It'll usually do that in the way of uh, career. One person's career becomes extremely demanding. Or like, for instance, you and I, I just recently got involved in theater. That's gotten really demanding. And we've had to have conversations about it not taking over everything you know mm -hmm. and just had we've just been in dialogue about it and made sure that we don't lose the priority of our relationship you know and I even right. told some of my 
you know, theater artist friends the other day. I'm like, okay, I'm out on a date night. No more. I can't talk to you guys anymore via text about the <laughs> upcoming show and all that. And you have to establish boundaries. So, so same thing for you. What else is it? Is it, did you get a promotion or do you think, oh, okay, when the, well, when the kids get older, then we'll pay attention to it. Or, or maybe when shit gets so bad that it becomes an emergency, then we'll pay attention to it. And that's yeah. what people do when the relationship is not, Horrendous. We only make change when when it's really, really impending doom. It's horrendous. Like, we cannot stand to stay the same. Then we make a choice to change. But, yeah, but, you know, to be honest, there, that's a difficult thing for a person who's trying to um, uh, advance their career mm-hmm. and get ahead and really put some effort into it. Sure. And balance that with... You know their relationship. It's not that they are trying to avoid their relationship or their, that it's mediocre. It's just they're having to put a lot of their energy into their business or into their careers to um, make it so they do have more time with their spouse and kids or whatever. Yeah, and and I definitely agree. Is with that you. off topic? No, not at all. Okay, I totally agree with you. However. I don't think that forwarding your career or whatever whatever else you're making more important um, deserves to deserves so much precedence that you completely ignore these other components. Oh, sure, of your no, life. I'm, yeah, that's an extreme. It, like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're running for fucking political office. It doesn't matter how big of a job you're going for. If if you're going to say I want a rewarding, fulfilling relationship, then you need to pay a fucking attention to it because you don't get to your 50 year wedding anniversary by you know not paying attention yeah. to your relationship. No, that's, not no, these yeah. days because it's so easy to just get out if things are uncomfortable. But no. that's the point that I wanted to make really. It brazenly is that when people are unhappy in their relationship you know when things are really uncomfortable they're so much quicker to hire a coach go see a therapist read a book take action shit we are in dire straits we need to either take care of this relationship or get out but there's this whole other middle of the road time that people go through where the relationship isn't all that painful and what I'm saying is that's where the damage is done Mm. It, that's where the damage is done. Sitting in mediocrity. Well, and just not paying attention, not taking care of it. That won't propel you to a fulfilling relationship. Okay. So what we're talking about is if if somebody listening genuinely wants a really rich, rewarding, fulfilling relationship, then you need to put attention there. You don't get to say, I'll do that as soon as my career is established, as soon as the kids are older, as soon as fill in the blank. Like... It either is deserving of your attention and it's a priority or it's not, period. Mm. Not, it's a priority in 15 years, then I'll pay attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. But there's still a balance to be had. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Like, I would love to stay at home and uh, hang out with you all day, but I have to go out and earn a living. No, but, exactly. But would you ever make plans over date night? Oh, I see. Yeah, no, No, absolutely not. Because we do things specifically every single day and every week that nurture our relationship. Right. You know, those are the balance things. Keep it from being mediocre. Exactly. But Ah, I think a lot of times what people think is, I don't have time for even that. 
And that's when it's a problem. I see. When you have no sacred time for your relationship mm. because every single other thing is more important. And most of the time, it's a segue. Like I said, it's a gradual progress progression. Nobody goes, let me just gradually fall out of love with my partner. <laughs> right, they right. just get caught up in raising the kids, typically a promotion or a, what another huge one is where one partner finds a faith or a spiritual path. Where, where it's a growth it's a growth thing. or something mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. exactly interesting so take a look at that take a look just is there any sacred time for your relationship in a in your week or do you just always put it on the back burner right that isn't helping you <laughs> you know um number two and this kind of goes along number two with, number two this goes along with that a little bit and it is you're lazy this I'm not lazy. Not you. No, oh. definitely not you. You're tired. You don't have time. The kids, this and that. You name it. You've got your excuses on lockdown. You know, you kind of, you, so you really have two choices. You either make time or you make excuses. It's your call. It's I the like same that. thing with fitness. When people say, oh gosh, Amy, I just really want to lose so much weight, but I'm just not willing to eat healthy. I'm like, okay, well then you've already made your choice. <laughs> you've made your choice, that's right. So don't tell me that you want to meet your soulmate or you want to have this sublimely happy relationship and tell me that you're not going to take an hour out of your time to date your spouse during the week. Right. You've already yeah. made your choice. Yeah. And so don't be a lazy ass. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. <laughs> Okay, number three. And number this is th three. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is one of those that we talk about a lot on the show, and this is that you are you think that you are a victim, and you're committed to blame. So this is the the kind of the idea that I see from people is that they feel like their relationship is happening to them instead of you being a contributing member. <clears throat> yeah, I'm curious what that means. Well, it, it's it it really is that notion of. Well, I'm 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 fine in the oh, relationship. Like, if only everybody they, else needs to change except you. Right. Like clearly, uh, I'm yeah. expressing my needs. Mm. They're just not fulfilling them. Uh, if only they would do this. If only they would do that. Only and then no, then surely we would be happy. But my spouse just needs to get their head out their their ass. Right. And we've talked about that on several podcasts. But right. Uh, not necessarily in the mediocre relationship. We're talking about the usually the the people that are really need some shifts. Right, Some right. Change. Yeah. And, and it, you know, a, a slight, you know, kind of disclaimer here is that I'm not talking about abusive relationships sure. at all. You know, I'm yeah. talking about if you come to this podcast and you listen and you go, yes, my relationship is just eh, here's places to look. Right. What are you making more important than your relationship? Are there times when you take the lazy, easy way out and it's at a cost to nurturing your partnership? Do you accept a victim role? Are you committed to blame? Do you think, oh, my partner, if only they would do things, then we would be fine. These are all the places for you to look and go, okay, what, what, who, can I, how can I be a better spouse in order to help shift this dynamic? So... There, and you might be listening and going, I don't really care about having an amazing, fulfilling relationship. Awesome. Then don't look any deeper. Don't dig into it, you know. But the problem. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. The problem I have is that people will say things to us like, God, how do you do it? How do you do it? But then they won't implement. Right. They won't do the things yeah. that actually help their relationship. Yeah. yeah. 
for an, any number of reasons that we've just already looked at. So that's why I'm always wanting to kind of peel away the onion, the layers of the onion, and have you look at your role. Step outside of the blame. Step outside of a victim victimhood and look at what is your role in the matter? What's your piece in this puzzle? You say that quite a bit. It must be a big piece that's missing out there in relationships is taking ownership of your own shit. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, of course, but that's the essence of coaching. That's the essence of the mm. coaching modality is I can help marriages through an individual at a time. So, you know, if I'm working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I can't fix their partner. That's that's out of our control. Right. I Only thing that that I can help is the person who is listening right now. So unless, you know, you really take own, I mean, that's the whole concept behind coaching is sure. owning your piece and, and making the steps that you, you want to take, you know? Uh, so take responsibility for your own shit. You know, even if you've spoken your truth and you've been really honest, but you've done it in a really mean, angry way. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you need to own. You okay. know, you might need to say, I, I still do feel really strongly about our financial issues that we discussed, but it was really wrong of me to scream and yell at you that way. It's unfair for me to think that you would ever want to converse with me when I come at you like that. You know, like yeah. own your shit. Doesn't mean that you have to stop feeling the way you're feeling. It just means be honest about how you've shown up. Sure. Period. Yeah. That makes sense. Number four. Number four. <laughs> you love that new, <laughs> that new little job you've created for yourself. <laughs> Another reason. I'm like reason, the Vanna White of the Joy Junkie show. It's awesome. Um, I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> no vowels, just numbers. Oh, okay. Number four. Number four. Fourth reason why your relationship might just be okay is you are with the wrong person person oh no bom, bom, bom. <laughs> that's well yeah that, that'd be that'd make it mediocre for sure and that but and this is what i'm talking about with the whole settling thing is here, here's the deal this is what i've experienced not only just in my life but also in my career every single person that i have ever talked to who is 100 sure that they are with their soulmate will tell you hands down that they know like it's an intuitive visceral yeah. I know I am with my partner. It's like there's right. no discrepancy. And there's no. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, no, my then friend, not. you are not. Yeah. I think so. No. Like, soulmates are one of those things that it's like affirmative. Like, you either know or you don't. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very simple. So, if you're not sure, then it's not. So, the reason why I think this is important is there's a lot of people that accept that they never got to soulmate level and they just are and, and you may or may not be married and you just are like well usually motivated by fear well what if i don't find somebody better that is a, such a tough situation though because mm -hmm. you don't want to disregard that person just because you feel like okay it's not my soulmate like you can still make things work Right. Do you drop all that and just say, nope, you're not my soulmate, so moving on. And exactly. That is where, I mean, that really becomes what is the most important thing to you. Right. So 
for some people it's not. Like I really believe you can be with somebody who is not your soulmate and have a really good relationship. Absolutely. Have a really, you know, pretty fulfilling relationship, you yeah. know? Um I just but it comes for me personally, I I wanna love hard. Like I there is nothing more important to me than loving deeply, richly, intimately. But I'm that's how I thrive. Universal Pictures presents oh my God. Love Hard. <laughs> <laughs> In a town where nobody <laughs> In a world where love is soft. So, Amy breaks the mold and loves hard. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Um, now here's the other thing. And that is, I do think that you can be in a relationship that, you know, maybe you you were soulmates and you, you know, through lack of maintenance, you've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit. It's not as euphoric as it was when you were, you know, younger or whatever. I feel like you can absolutely get that back. Yeah. And I think you can be in a situation where the relationship was always kind of eh and maybe you never really felt like they were your soulmate. But you put a ton of effort into it and you cultivate a love you never thought was possible. Right. So I do think there are a lot of avenues towards soulmate. Um, I think you can cultivate yourself into that. I don't sure. think that it has to always be electric from the beginning. I think that's the most common. But I, I do think that you can work towards it. Um, but I, I, I also feel like... So many people override that intuitive notion of this isn't quite the right person for me mm. and progress with their life. So all I'm saying is get connected to that intuition. Don't override it and look at what do I need to be really honest about? And if you're in a situation where you go, God, I don't know if I married my soulmate, but you know for a fact that you don't want to just end it or get out of it then why not put everything you can into it to create the most thriving, incredible relationship that you can? Right. That's what you can do. And then That's if you still don't feel fulfilled, then you can make another decision. Right. Right. And then you know you've done your part. Right. You know, because exactly. I'm always talking about that. Like, you just don't want to have regrets. Like, yeah. oh, I could have put more effort into that. That's exactly right. That's so, true in anything in life. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So true. So if if you are like, I don't know if this is for the long haul. I don't know how it's going to be when our kids are grown. I don't know how it's going to be when we move or when the kids grow out of the house or, you know, whatever it is. Sure. Well, if you think that that might be a possibility and that you might end up having to make a choice, what would make you feel like you really put everything into it? You might as well. Yeah. You have nothing to lose, right? Yeah. But it's a matter of not being lazy. Making a commitment to it, yeah. Looking at your priorities, what is more important. Mm -hmm. And then I've mentioned this on other shows too. Sometimes <laughs> it's just not that important. It's more important the logistics of the household. It's more important the child rearing. Right. It's more important the jobs or the financial stability or you have a different arrangement outside of like the soulmate connection and that just might not be as important to you or it might not be as important to you in this phase of life. Right, yeah. So really I'm speaking to people who you're really clear. You want a, a, a beautiful, intense, intimate, thriving relationship and you know you're not in that place. Those, That's who I'm really talking yep. to today. So gotcha. 
Um, so yeah, I just, I always wanted to have that caveat that just because you know you're not with your soulmate, I'm not telling you to divorce or run away or leave. I'm saying do what's in your part to create what you want. Okay, number five. This is another big one that a lot of couples are are victim to, and it number is number five. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I forgot you were going to do that. You avoid instead of tackle your issues. So this is really simple, and it's like done, of course, right? But so many people, instead of tackling the shit that you really need to tackle, will just fuck around and pretend like nothing's wrong. Or they'll do what we've talked about before, like just being passive aggressive or make joking comments instead of really, truly addressing it. Addressing the issue. Will then breed more resentment, unhappiness. And then what happens is you have this compound effect where years after years after years, you build up this arsenal of regret, anger, bitterness. And then it gets to that situation where it's too painful, where Mm. it's dire, where it explodes in your face overnight. But it's been years in the making, years in the making. Yeah. So what you're saying is address for success. (laughs) (laughs) Click to tweet. Tweet that bitch. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, yes, I actually really like that. Address for success. That's number five. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so if you don't straighten it out, no matter what it is, even if it seems really petty or insignificant or small, then you will get to a point. Where it, it becomes the breaking point. It's where it will be too late. Uh, where it gets so bad that it's actually easier to separate, divorce, or break up than actually do the work. Right. And then actually get through it. You know, Where not, it could have been saved at an earlier date if you would have addressed it. Exactly. If you would have addressed for success. Addressed for success. So, you know, in coaching, one of the things we'll say a lot is keep doing what you're doing and you'll get more of the same. So... As far as I see it, you really have three choices. Pretend nothing's really wrong and just kind of stay stagnant and unfulfilled and just status quo where you're at. Move on, like actually move on. And there there are people I think who will hear this and go, you know what, I am at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, And that might be the, the best choice for you. Or the third option is put some effort into this relationship that you are a part of. You know, I love to tell people, like, if we were to listen to you guys talk, would we have any idea where you are in love? Do not tell me that this is your partner, the love of your life, your, you know, your husband, wife, and you can't even stand to work on the relationship. Right. But you don't have to be sappy, you know, on the other side of the coin. Oh, true. You know, like, that's there's nothing worse than a sappy couple like us. Like us. Gross you out. <laughs> totally annoying. <laughs> You're all like us. That's so funny. Oh, baby, I love you. (laughs) Microphone smooches. So gross. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So I always say there's a reason why they say two to tango. It's not fucking one to tango. Okay. You're not a B-boy over here. Okay. So you're a part of this. So own your piece. Look at what you can do. Look at the the shifts you can make. So again, your priorities. Are there things that are obligations that are doing for others that are things that that you've crowded up your your life with that actually infringe on your relationship? Like are there things that you could 
weed out a little bit. Um, where are you being lazy? Where are you committed to blame? Mm. Is this person ultimately right for you? And are there issues that you need to address? Are there things that, you know, maybe your coach or your therapist or your best friends know about your relationship that your partner doesn't? That's on you. That's the worst right there. That is on you, my friend. At least give them the opportunity to be what you need. So those are my five. There they are. So hopefully we can crack a bit of this mediocrity epidemic. And all that for free. <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of free, you can always swing by thejoyjunkie.com and grab your digital life and love kit. There's lots of ebooks and product samples and uh, audio classes for you to listen to, and you can get a little yeah. taste of more of the work that I do. Get a little taste. See what it tastes like. See what it tastes like. Oh, and uh, stay tuned. You're going to have a big uh, drop in January. Yeah, we're going to, of course, we're going to drop it like it's so hot in January. Uh, <laughs> drive that website like you stole it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we'll definitely be telling, yeah, we've got some stuff up our sleeves for the for the new year, so we'll be sure to keep you posted on that. Also, if you if there's a topic you'd really like to hear, also on thejoyjunkie.com, swing by the podcast page. You can subscribe on iTunes or let us know of a topic you would like discussed. We always listen to that and really appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, we'd really love to hear from you. Um, we do get more visibility the more reviews that we get on iTunes. Yeah. So appreciate that. Uh, but we were just talking how it's really hard for us because we just kind of throw this stuff out yep. and then periodically I'll hear a little note here or there from somebody saying how much they appreciate it. But it means the world to us to know that there's actually people listening. Right. And we know that if you're listening on iTunes, it's a little bit more of a challenge. challenge. You have to take a little bit of effort to contact me on email or Facebook mm -hmm. or the website. But just know you would make this little life coach and her hubby very, very happy if you would do that. Uh, Even if it's uh, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be a glowing review. Although like, we would appreciate although that. Although those are much appreciated. Yeah. Um, but anything... Anything that you guys have to say about our content or what we're doing or a topic that might be true to your heart that you'd like to hear, mm -hmm. we'd love to do a show on it. Yeah. As long as you speak to us with kindness. Yes. We're good. That's why I said constructive criticism. Exactly. And we're so, um, yeah, so we, we do this because it's a part of our heart and, you know, I really want to get a lot of this information out there to people as I've said before yeah. you're not taught this stuff anywhere so if it's a value to you let us hear it we would really appreciate that be sure to grab your freebies um, yeah and we'll we'll talk to you next week so here is to loving and living your most badass life Mr. and Mrs. Smith out <laughs>